Clap, clap, clap. Clap if you're a cunt. An orange fascist cunt. A fat repulsive cunt. Clap, 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 clap. Clap if you're a cunt. A fucking awful cunt. It. It's Friday. That feel of relief. That's it's it's the weekend. And sleep for as long as you want. Drink as much as you want at home. Friday, huh? We've made it. And tonight has been very, very, very warm, don't you think? Coming to the studio this evening, I usually wear layers and all I was all I'm wearing at the moment is just a t-shirt. And that's it. I have my obviously I have my wind jacket that I use when I when I come to the studio, but even that was too much. I felt like I was going to faint on my bicycle coming here because I was overheating. I had to unzip my jackets. Yeah, global warming's clearly taking its a uh, clearly taking its its effect. It's making its mark. I mean, this this isn't normal from what I understand. In Europe, we are almost in November, and it feels like a pleasant, a very pleasant summer evening outside. I mean, if this is what global warming is, uh, if this is what's expected from global warming, then count me in. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to global warming if this is the case. <laughs> but I'm not complaining. It's very, very nice outside. And uh, this weekend's actually going to be very warm as well. It's just uh, next week that uh, it's going to be back to, I guess, if you can call it typical autumn weather so it's going to be raining and cloudy and the wind's going to be blowing so just enjoy this bit of summer that we're getting this bit of spring that's very nice very nice i'm not complaining at all hey uh listen uh, some people were listening to the podcast last night and uh, you may have heard you may have heard me talking to Lindsay after I spoke, after I initially spoke with her on the phone. And yes, I did actually mean to do that. So whatever you guys did here on the podcast, yes, I did mean to do that. It wasn't by accident. So whatever you did here, yes, that was me doing that. It wasn't like, oh shit, I forgot to put, I forgot to press mute on the microphone. No, that actually did happen. You know, because yes, God forbid we aren't adults and we can't have these conversations on radio because oh, you might offend somebody, Wade. Well, then don't listen to me. Anyway, 
Uh, I see uh, Germany is a, uh, is potentially going back into a lockdown. And uh, I was talking with my friend who lives in Germany, my very good friend. I sent her a, uh, I sent her a article from uh, Forbes magazine. And uh, it looks like Germans are, are panic buying toilet paper again. And this is something I just, I don't understand. Why do you panic buy toilet paper? Please tell me why you do this. Why do you do this? I can understand panic buying food, you know, bulk. You buy in bulk, so you buy, uh, you buy beans, you buy uh, tuna, you buy whatever you can in bulk. And you stock up. Because you don't know when you might have the, have the next chance to, uh, uh, you know, to go back to the supermarket again. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know why people buy. Why people do this? Honestly, do not know why. Uh, she thinks, and uh, my friend thinks, maybe because they're so proud of the assholes. That could be why. <laughs> but honestly, I don't know why. Um, I don't know why people stockpile toilet paper. I mean, think about it. Just take a shower. Hmm? Take a shower. If you're going to run out of toilet paper, just take a shower. At least you're going to be clean. Don't you think? Hmm? Don't you think so? I think so. Uh, sales of toilet paper has surged 89.9% uh, this week compared to pre-crisis levels, uh, says Germany's statistics office. So, yeah, I don't know why. I, I'm not a scientist, but I just I don't understand why people stockpile on toilet paper. Just take a shower, honestly. Rather stockpile on food because you, do, you never know when you're going to go the, to the supermarket again. So stockpile on food instead of toilet paper because all you're going to do is clog the toilets and then what? Hmm? And then your house is going to be smelly. It's going to have shit everywhere on the floor because your toilet's blocked so it's going to come out and all over the floor so you're just going to do yourself damage and you're going to make your house a very unpleasant place to uh, to live so please stop buying stop buying toilet paper stop stockpiling on toilet paper I can never understand why people do this uh, I see very interesting news uh, coming out of uh uh, South Africa, a very popular TV host uh, by the name of Katlejo Mobe. Now, he's been removed from a, a, a breakfast show on the television. The show's called Expresso, and he's pending a investigation. Now, basically, he's he's been suspended because some videos, and it's always videos that somehow destroy a person's career. On social media, which is why I'm, thankfully, I'm very uh, lucky that I don't share a lot of my my life on show, my life on social media. 
I don't share a lot of my stories on social media. Anyone who knows me knows that. I, it's not my thing, that. Obviously, sure, I might post stuff about the show, but I don't actually post a lot of my personal life on, on social media. I just don't feel the need to do something like that all the time. But anyway, some, some videos appeared on social media of this, of this guy, and uh, after a video went viral, uh, he got called in for a meeting and got told, uh, you're, pending in, you're pending investigation. Basically, what happened is that uh, he was ousted because it's, uh, it, apparently it, he was cheating uh, on, his, on, his, on his, I think it was his ex-wife. A video, uh, there was a video that came out. So that's why he's uh, he's he's pending a vest investigation. Uh, a spokesperson for uh, for the uh, for the SABC has actually said that uh, they are aware of the issue uh, surrounding Catlejo, uh, and uh, they are they have been engaging with him on this, and uh, they want to provide him and his family the time and space to deal with his private situation. And in the meantime, uh, they will be removing all uh, advertisements and endorsements uh, featuring Catlejo. Uh, uh, I did actually uh, tweet Musi Mamani because you know Musi Mamani. He's it's uh, one of the reasons why he he, uh, he has very few friends within the DA is because. He's very much like a top billing presenter. He likes showing off about. He likes showing his house off and his personal life. He's very active on social media. So I actually tweeted him and said, "You know, look, now that Catlejo's, you know, pending investigation, why don't you stand in for him? Since you know, you do talk about yourself a lot. Now's his opportunity to actually get his TV career started, since his political career is, well, it didn't really pick up." He was supposed to be the, the face of the DA, the golden boy. And what happened, huh? Hmm. It's a very. It's not very nice when, uh, when a a celebrity gets uh, their their personal life uh, caught up in in uh, in the media. It's never a nice thing. And as I say, I'm 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 glad that that. Uh, I tend to shy away from social media because it's never a nice thing. That's anyway. Um, I see that uh, that that Dutch guy who who claims that he hacked Donald Trump's uh, Twitter Twitter account. Twitter Twitter have said that uh, they know nothing of this, and also the um, the FBI have said that uh, they also have uh, no knowledge of this. So the question is, did he do it? Uh, both Twitter and the White House have uh, dismissed claims that this Dutch guy uh, managed to log onto uh, Trump's tw uh, Twitter account Twitter accounts by guessing his password. So v lots of questions surrounding this, and did he do this or not? I don't know. As I as I as I 
asked Lindsay last night, our guest. Having a passport like MAGA 2020 exclamation mark sounds like Donald Trump, but that's too, that's, I don't know, that is just too easy. You're the president of America and you have a password mega 2020 exclamation mark. That just sounds too, that just sounds very easy to guess. But I don't know. I, I, I'm, I don't know what goes on in, Trump, in Trump's mind. I don't know if that was his password. And as the, as the article said yesterday, apparently Trump doesn't use uh, uh, that uh, two-factor uh, security screening so we will see we will see what happens uh the article also details that uh Chivas, which is the guy the, the dutch guy who supposedly hacked onto dutch onto uh, trump's twitter account uh says that the white house and and u.s security uh, officials know nothing about these actions. Apparently Trump's Twitter account gets monitored all the time. In fact, on a daily basis. So uh, lots of questions. Uh, lots of questions uh, surrounding this uh, this mystery, if you can call it that. Did he, did he really hack onto Trump's Twitter accounts? And if he didn't, what is the what is this newspaper's angle and why did they do this? Because obviously they're just going to look like a fool now if uh, if both uh, the White House and and the FBI have come out and said no, this didn't happen. There's no there's no proof that this guy did it. So very interesting. Uh, sticking with America. I see that uh, Joe Biden has a very slim lead coming out of the the, the coming out of last night's uh, presidential debates. So let's see if he if he can manage to hang on to that. Because again, as uh, as our American guest was saying last night, you know the same thing happened to Hillary. Hillary had a very slim lead, and everyone thought, yes, Hillary's going to take it, and. That wasn't the case. So let's see. They've got 11 days from now to hopefully make the right decision. And uh, we will see in 11 days whether or not uh, Sleepy Joe has done enough. Let's hope. Let's hope, some, let's hope, let's hope that's, that there are some clever people and they've made the right decision. Uh, the U.S. has... Uh, has has signed an anti-abortion declaration with 32 countries. Did you hear about this? Well, apparently the Trump administration has signed an anti-abortion declaration with 32 member states in the United Nations today, or yesterday, should I say, not today, yesterday, uh, many of which are authoritarian regimes, let me get my words right, or seen as a flawed uh, democracy. Uh, some of these countries, do you want to hear them, are uh, countries you don't really want to live in and countries that have really bad human rights records. So countries like Egypt, uh, Indonesia, Uganda, where you're not allowed to be gay, 
uh, Brazil, who has a uh, who has a um, has a has a a puppet president to Trump, Jair Bolsonaro, and Hungary, who is a very right right wing country. So, yeah, not good, not good at all. And uh, as a uh, as a uh, uh, Natasha has just mentioned. Natasha's mes- uh, messaged me and said that uh, this is this is putting women's rights back 30, 30 plus years. So you know, just when you're thinking you're making one step forward, you're taking two steps back with this. Uh, other signatories include Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Libya. As I said, these countries are, not, are countries you don't really want to live in. So Saudi Arabia, Iraq, Libya, Sudan, Bahrain. United Arab Emirates, so basically all Arab countries where you're not allowed to be gay or not allowed to have an opinion, not allowed to be free. Um, the Democratic Republic of Congo, where if they don't like what you say, they, they cut your head off. Uh, all of which are classified as authoritarian regimes in the, in the Economist from the 2019 uh, Democracy Index. Uh, the declaration says that both men and women should enjoy civil, uh, civil, political, and economic rights and opportunities, but in no case should abortion be promoted as a method of a family planning. Uh, it goes on to say that uh, national sovereignty in global politics was also strongly emphasized in the documents. An area uh, se- uh, Secretary of State Mark Pompino uh, has stressed that uh, when confronted with international probes into uh, American um, into the American law, so yeah, some horrible news coming out of America at the moment. Uh, one crucial quote coming out of this was that under President under President Trump's leadership, the United States has defended the dignity of human life uh, everywhere and always. He's done it like no other president in history, um, Pompino said at, uh, at the signing of this declaration. Uh, he goes on to say that today's news marks another giant step uh, for the United States as it joins the list of countries in this, uh, in this list of uh, abortions. 32 countries it is. Well, so, again, as me and Lindsay were talking about on the phone last night, this is not a person you want to run your country. He's proven it countless times, and if anything, this documentation that was signed yesterday with 32 other countries kind of just tells you this is not what you want. I mean, you've even got your right-hand man telling you that... uh, uh, this is a giant step for uh, America as it joins the list of countries uh, that signs this uh, list. Mm. Not good at all. All right, everybody. Uh, let's get the show started this evening. Uh, we're going to play a song and uh, we're going to stretch and get ourselves ready for the weekend. So let's see. 
What can we play this evening? Ah, let's play this song. I like this song a lot. It was great at the very start Hands on each other Couldn't stand to be far apart Closer the better Now we're picking fights and slamming doors Magnifying all our flaws And I wonder why, wonder what for Why we keep coming back for more Is it just our bodies? Are we both losing our minds? Is the only reason you're holding me tonight? Cause we're scared to be lonely Do we need somebody Just to feel like we're alright? Is the only reason you're holding me tonight? Cause we're scared to be lonely Amsterdam Lab and uh, Martin Garrix, uh, who is that? Uh, Dua Lipa and uh, Scared to Be Lonely. I think it's more scared to uh, scared to run out of toilet paper, as uh, everyone in Germany 
has uh, all of a sudden started hoarding toilet paper again because of uh, increasing cases in Germany. Uh, someone uh, who listens to the podcasts uh, has messaged me to ask um, when uh, tonight's video is going to be uploaded. So as soon as I know this, I will let you guys know. I think it's in the process of getting uploaded. I think as soon as it's being as soon as it's being finished and cleaned up and polished, we'll put it on on our Facebook page. Uh, I want to bring in um, our executive producer Natasha on the show. You guys can uh, finally uh, get to hear who she is. You know, I thought, well, it's Friday, so let's bring her in and uh, see if she's willing to uh, if she's willing to talk. Hello, Natasha. Hi, Wade. Welcome to the show, because a lot of people have been asking you who is Natasha. And I've always said, you know, I protect you because I, you're my producer. And the thing I like about you is that because you're my producer, you focus on producing. You're not interested in talking on the radio or on the, on the podcast. That's how old I am. I'm still calling this a, a radio. You're not, you're, not, you're not interested in talking on the podcast, which is good because it means, you know, you're actually doing, your, you're doing what you're supposed to do, which is producing. Absolutely. So what do you think about this, uh, this agreement that America has signed? Because I, you're, you're, what I like about you is, you know, you, you, you stand up for, for, for females, which you should. You're a female yourself. So what do you think about this? Do you think it's, because it's, you, you said it's uh, putting women's rights 30 years back. Absolutely. I mean, there are many many countries where abortion is obviously still completely legal. Mm-hmm. Um, and the point that they're making with saying they're protecting human life and it should be used as, as family planning. I mean, we live in a very complicated world where uh, rape is still a, a massive issue. And that's rape yeah. from an outside context as well as within marriages. Um, you know, can you imagine being raped at 16 and because of being born into a specific family or a religious context that you have to carry that child to full term Mm. and in many cases marry a rapist or let's say um, you are a recovering drug addict or or alcoholic or a person who is in no financial state to take care of a child. There's so many contexts and it's so complicated that just brushing all abortion law under, you know, the same banner, it's unfair and it's 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 policing women's wombs, and I don't think that should ever be an option for anybody. No. Not the state, uh, not the police, not not certainly not your family. Uh, you know, it's it's your womb, your rights, and I fundamentally believe in that. And I come from a conservative culture. I mean, wait, you're also South African. Mm. Um, you just think of our own country, and uh, you know, abortion is still very much seen as a taboo, and people don't talk about it. But it is. Uh, it is a very real fact, and it should be available in in specific circumstances. But we have no right to decide what those circumstances are. No, of course, I th- I think you know. Look, you should be able to make whatever decision it is. So whether you know whether you go down that route of having an abortion, you just got to you have to live with that with that decision that you've made. You shouldn't need government's telling you no you can't have that because it's against the bible or if it's against our president's beliefs if 
you want to do that, then yeah, it's your right. It's your body. It's you just got to li- have to live with the consequences with you know with your actions that you that you're going to do. I mean, I'm not saying that uh, it's a it's an easy a easy thing to do and an easy decision. And you know who you know. I'm sure I'm sure a lot of females that do go through this kind of uh, situation do land up later on regretting their their actions. Look, who are we to judge how exactly. women should react to this? I don't think there's a single woman who goes through this process who goes, woohoo, you know, I just had an abortion and I feel so yeah. great. That, that's, that's, I don't think that's the case for any woman. Um, but we also shouldn't have to lay on this guilt trip saying, you know, women need to be able to live with this. That's, again, not our decision. Um, a lot of, you know, the taboos around abortion is based on religious belief. And that is whether you're a Christian, uh, you're of the Muslim faith, uh, you're, you're, you're Jewish, you're a Buddhist or whatever. Uh, the guilt component is always a religious component, and I feel that we have no right, again, to dictate that, because not all women are religious, and mm. we should, should also not try and project our own moral objections or insecurities on women. Um, that said, I don't think a single woman enjoys the process, and nobody does it for fun, but it is there, very, there for a very real reason, and we need to respect that a woman has the choice to go through that process or not, and that we shouldn't, uh, you know, take the space to lay blame or to say, are you sure? It's not an easy decision, and it needs to stop there. Respect that women have the right to choose, and it should be left as that. Yeah, absolutely, and I totally back what you're saying and your decision. Um, so, yeah, it's just a, it's, it's a dark day for America and, and, their, and, their, and their politics. Very dark. And it's it's and it's as rightly as you said yesterday uh, on the show with Lindsay, you know, if America sneezes, the world catches a cold. Mm-hmm. Now America has now signed a pact with countries, as you rightly stated, authoritarian regimes, countries where human rights are under pressure, regardless whether it's women's rights or gay rights or human rights in general. But I mean, America is one of the most developed countries in the world. They are a powerhouse. They set example for a lot of international decisions. And I'm very scared that a lot of developed countries will now follow suit. Um, but hopefully, you know, most countries have common sense and have a leader uh, leading and a Senate or a presidential you know, committee running the country that have more common sense. But I am afraid that this is going to, let's say, if Trump does have a second term, that this will continue to happen. We can only hope that he loses the election uh, in two weeks' time and that sanity prevails and that they draw back or, uh, you know, can't unsign anything, but they, they withdraw their commitment to, to this document. Yeah, you, you said it perfectly. Let's hope sanity prevails. I mean, yeah, if, if hypothetically he does become president again, there's going to be a lot more of these agreements we're going to be seeing in the press that America has signed or are pulling out of. So not good, not good. And as Lindsay said... Quite, quite clearly on uh, yesterday's interview, thank goodness she's not living in Trump, in Trump America. No, look, it's not just America. If you think of uh, Ireland, and I'm speaking under correction, I'm not sure whether it's Northern Ireland or the Republic of Ireland, abortion is still taboo. Uh, uh, you know, two years ago, a woman lost her life because she was denied a medical abortion. Um, the, the, the doctors clearly stated that her life was in danger 
And because she was denied this, she actually died. So, you know, right across the pond um, from the Netherlands, we're still we're still seeing this happen. So it's not just American. It's not just in in North African or Middle Eastern countries or countries in Central, uh, you know, Central uh, or Southern America um, or Latin America where this is happening. This is happening in, in Europe right now. Okay, well, just to just to uh, uh, go back onto your onto your, onto the Northern Ireland thing, I've just had a look now. As of June this year, on the twenty fourth of June, abortion is now legal in Northern Ireland. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, uh, and it sounds horrible that I say that. I mean, I'm a mum of two myself, yeah. but I mean, the fundamental woman's right to choose uh, whether you know what happens to her body. It is a fundamental right. Is like breathing, and that is mm. something I wholeheartedly believe. Yeah, uh, abortions are permitted in Northern Ireland if the act is to save the life of the mother, or if there is a risk of permanent and serious damage to the mental or physical health of the mother. Well, now that that means it's still with a caveat. It means mm. only under medical circumstances. What about economic circumstances? What about psychological circumstances? You know, we. We live in a generation, in a world where many people are struggling with mental health issues. You know, what if you are a mum who is, or a woman who is struggling with severe depression or suicidal ideation um, or, or schizophrenia or bipolarism? You know, you should have also have the choice to, to bring a life into this world or bring a life into those circumstances or not. So even if it is legal to that extent, it is only in medical circumstances. What about everything else out there? Or in circumstances of rape. Yeah. No, look, I, I, I agree. There's, there's a lot of things that we need to fix in this world. And, yeah, abortion is one of them. But uh, but it's not just abortion. I mean, if you look at the Trump administration, what they're also, you know, cutting back on our act- uh, you know, access to contraception. Uh, people are saying, yeah, if, if people used contraception, you know, abortions wouldn't happen. Well, they mm. would be less. But yeah. not evil, and not every woman has the right to go to a clinic or even free contraceptive services. You know, the the medical system in the U.S. is very complex and very expensive, and very few services are free. So, if again you are, you know, you come from uh, financially destitute circumstances and you cannot afford uh, contraception or to go to a clinic, what are you to do? You, let's say you're married and you already have four children and you have no contraception. What are you supposed to do? So it's 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 a much more complicated situation than just abortion. It it affects all reproductive health rights, as Lindy, Lindsay ex- explained yesterday. It's such a absolute broad uh, spectrum of things. It's 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 very simple to say it's an abortion issue. No, it is actually a a, a sexual and reproductive health rights issue as well. Mm. No, absolutely. Anyway, I'm ranting. I could rant about this all night. Yeah, and I'm no expert. I I am just speaking as a as, as a, a woman who believes in in equal access, equal rights, and woman's ability to choose uh, what happens to her body. No, well, this is why I got you on the show because uh, you know a lot of <laughs> a lot of a lot of people you know don't know about uh, about you know your who you are and you know what you what what your beliefs are and all of that. So it's it's good that people finally can hear you know, what, what your beliefs are and who you are and all of that. And I'm sure in future, as time goes on and you're more uh, comfortable and ready to talk, <laughs> then, yeah, we'll bring you on. I'll bring you on uh, more often. By the way, very quickly, 
Uh, who have we got, uh, as, you, uh, as far as you know, who have, who have we got uh, for next week? Who's planned we've to come got on? Some, we've got some interesting people. We have a international correspondent uh, from the US, so she's going to talk uh, to us about, uh, you know, what it's like being a journalist mm -hmm. in, the, you know, in the 21st century with the, the growth of social media, distrust of what people call traditional media, alternative facts. So we're really looking forward to that. Um, we have a female gamer that's uh, also mm -hmm. joining us on the show, and she's going to talk about trends in the gaming industry and also what it's like being a woman uh, in a in a field or in an industry or in a sect dominated by men or seen as a, a, as a guy thing. So some interesting people, uh, much more interesting than me, that you are going to engage with next week. Oh, don't be so hard on yourself. I think you're a very interesting person. This is why you are my producer. Uh, listen, sticking with uh, sticking with uh, this uh, fem with this feminism, uh, I've, I've just had a look now, and you'll be pleased to know that uh, uh, sixty nine percent of people who listen to our podcasts are females, no. and uh, twenty five percent. You see, is you male. You're, you're hitting the right notes. <laughs> I try my best. I try my best. Thank you, Natasha. I appreciate you coming on the show. I thought, well, you know, it's Friday. Let me bring you on. And uh, people it's can hear. It's a slow night. <laughs> bring in the producer. <laughs> bring in the producer, and uh, yeah, let, let people enter. You know, let people hear who you are, and you know, because a lot of people, believe it or not, I, I get asked, "Who is Natasha?" Because I always mention you on the show. Oh, Natasha, this Natasha, that Natasha said this, and people want to know who this Natasha person is. And I thought, well, let me bring you on. Well, she's the person who gives you flack if you say anything that she doesn't agree with. So uh, yes. that's who she is. She keeps me in line, <laughs> and she does her job the way she, you know she does her job very professionally. And I'm extremely happy to have her on the as part of my my team. I couldn't have asked for a better producer. I've, I've had some pretty lousy producers in my career. So, <laughs> Thanks, Wade. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Natasha. Hey, listen to this, guys. A Dutch designer has uh, developed a snowsuit that uh, turns into a sleeping bag. Um, and he's been heralded as one of the 10 next generational, generational leaders by, influen by influ influential magazine Time. Uh, the guy who makes this, is his name is Bas Timmer. And uh, he, was, uh, he, he was actually shocked by the amount of homeless people that uh, live in the Netherlands. So he decided to make to make this uh, this uh, this this bag that turns into a sleeping bag. Uh, he said that uh, he thought about uh, uh, about you know giving them you know hoodies and long pants and all of that, but then decided not to. And later design something that is more unique to the environments that they live in. Uh, he actually started this six years ago. And he has now distributed 12,500 of these uh, convertible uh, uh, rucksacks that convert into a sleeping bag to homeless people in the Netherlands, in the US, and various other European countries, as well as to refugees in Greece. Uh, he also says that uh, that the time listing has resulted in a major uh, flurry of interest in the project, particularly in the U.S. But uh, this is not the this, but this is not a title of his. Uh, it is for the it is for 
the homeless people. And if the Syrian refugees living in a refugee center had not had not had not helped uh, sow this, well, uh, sow these bags uh, in the early days, we would never have reached this point. So there you go. So lots of uh, a bit of good news for you. I had to give you guys some good news after that uh, very depressing news with uh, America signing the uh, a pact with thirty two other countries. Uh, for abortion, uh, for abortion to be uh, uh, where was it? Abortion to be uh, for an anti-abortion sign. So yeah, okay. Uh, I'm actually gonna bring somebody. I thought you know I'm gonna have a bit of fun tonight because I have no I have no guests on the show. So I'm actually gonna bring somebody else on the line. You may have you may have heard this person before. I don't know if they are I don't know if they are going to be <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be um uh, uh very interested in talking but we're, we're going to try we're going to get our <laughs> we go, I'm going to have some I'm going to have a lot of fun tonight cuz you know it's Friday it's the weekend so I'm going to bring on our um our our tech guy here at Amsterdam Lab. He did actually speak last week when we had uh, Betty Marie. He spoke very briefly on the show. And he's got this very 1960s uh, radio uh, uh, announcer voice. It's a very deep voice. I could listen to this voice. If he was on the radio, I could listen to him all day. Even if he didn't have any content. If he was just pronouncing songs like, uh, this was uh, uh, Martin Garrix and uh, Dua Lipa. I could listen to that all day, even if he had no interesting stories. So let's see if uh, <laughs> I don't know if our if our tech guy is going to talk, but we're going to get him on the line and see if he's interested in in talking. So whenever he's ready to talk, are you in, are you are you are you interested in talking with us, Marius? Because a lot of our team is working remote at the moment because of COVID. So this is why I'm always uh, solo in the studio. It's, uh, it's purely just because of that. It's got nothing to do with uh, uh, they don't want to be here. It's just purely because uh, of COVID. So we are, res we, we are respecting uh, the law. So that's why a lot of our, uh, our, our, our backroom staff are working remotely. And it also helps when you have people that who, who work remotely because if anything goes wrong, they can quickly get uh, get onto the get onto the case. I see that um, some uh, sixty thousand uh, some sixty thousand jobs are at risk at Skippo Airport, and it's because um, there is a well, there's no flying available at the moment, so a lot of jobs are uh, going to be lost. Uh, about half of the uh, direct jobs at Skippo are expected to disappear, as well as a third of the derived uh, employment in the business. In the business, dependent on dependent on air travel, uh, the, the Telegraph has reported today. Uh, there's also obviously due to KLM uh, layoffs, but dozens of other companies in sectors like uh, catering and retail and uh, travel depend on that. Um, 
let's let's see. Let's see if Marius wants to talk to us again. I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to open up the mic uh, to him. Hello, Marius. Hey, good evening, Dave. So I, I, the reason I brought you on is because you've got this very deep American voice. And you were on the show last week when Betty Marie was here because you were controlling the, um, the, the, video, the video feed. And I brought you on just before the show ended. And uh, I said that because you have such this such a, a a deep voice you've got like this 1960s american announcer voice even if you didn't have any content on your show i'll still listen to you just because you you have this this very bassy voice let, let everyone hear your voice properly oh, okay no thanks thanks for that that uh, compliments uh really appreciate it i never thought of that um uh, i actually never thought that i would have a voice for radio or even a face for TV, for that matter. Would you ever think? So would you ever be, think of going onto radio? Uh, sorry, I missed that. Would you ever think of going onto radio? No, actually, not really. Um, yeah, it never crossed my mind, to be honest with you. Never. I think you have a voice. I I really do think this. Oh, okay. Mm. And if you the little listeners judge that. If you if you did do, if you did choose to go on radio, what would you talk about? What kind of stuff would you talk about? Well, to be honest with you, I think what I interests will, you? Because I'm I'm trying to introduce our, my team to to the world because I, I think you guys deserve a lot of credit for what you're doing, and I you, you deserve you know for your you you deserve for your voices to be heard. So, what interests do you like, and what do you like talking about? Well, um, I'll most probably cover things uh, associated with um, tech stuff, artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. uh, machine learning, um, those type of components, uh, but also uh, that specifically linked to sport, um, um, fitness activities, and how to use artificial intelligence and what type of influence it can have. Um, on sport in general and just the development of sport mm. I quite enjoy bringing these two components together um, and, and in, in, in different facets and have been in the past involved in uh, a couple of projects where one built um, small uh, computerized boards into mouth guards and those type of things um, that allows you to um, analyze and measure uh, the, the challenges and the impact and the acceleration and deceleration that um, athletes experience in different types of sports. So those most probably are the things that I would cover um, as discussion points and explore that on air um, and, and, and get the people's uh, different people's opinions um, on that. I saw that there was just recently a white paper released um, about um, um, in the Netherlands uh, around artificial intelligence and uh, how that can be used uh, uh, to develop sport. Um, so that, that would certainly be an interesting topic. Um, I continue tinkering around at home with uh, robotics as well, uh, which is also quite a fascinating um, um, area or field. Um, 
So those those are almost probably the topics that I would cover. I generally tend to stay away from politics, um, mm-hmm. religion, and those type of discussions because, especially in the religion, I don't think there is always there's never a winner um, in that um, in that aspect. And politics, yeah. Um, politics so we all know politicians um, yeah. as 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 I would say if you look at what's happening in the US at the moment my quote would be that that is not an ordinary circus so yeah hmm. uh, that's my view about politics interesting stuff so do you want to show Marius do should I give you a show you can talk about artificial intelligence I think there will there will a lot of people will be interested in that and besides you've also got this voice should I give you a show what do you think, Natasha? Should I give him? Should I give him a show? I think Natasha would would appreciate would would be would uh, have her, her hands busy because now she's she's already got her hands busy managing me, and now she's going to be producing your show. I think your show would be very interesting to listen to. Most probably will, um, especially in the in in the field that that are moving technology field, artificial intelligence is a hotly debated uh, topic at the moment, uh, considering the impact and possible the impact that it can have on, on human life. And uh, specifically with machine learning, where computers are busy self-learning, um, uh, there's a lot of people that's afraid of it um, and afraid of um, robots and humanoids and those type of things are taking over the world. There is um, even um, uh, um, a couple of computers that was exposed to machine, la- la- machine learning mm-hmm. algorithms and they self-developed and the two computers um, started talking to each other in their own language. And the developers and the software engineers could not really understand what these two computers are saying to each other, and they had to shut them down. So there's a lot of these type of things that is developing, and which, of course, uh, makes people question uh, the technology, uh, fear the technology. Uh, but in most cases, it's, a, it's just a matter of the lack of understanding. Um, if you see what's happening in the Netherlands with regards to 5G, um, there's a lot of people that is really uh, worried about um, the 5G connectivity and the impact that it has on health, people burning down towers. Um, in my opinion, and if you look at the facts and the science and the research that has been done, um, yes, uh, we need to we, we need to move forward uh, from a technology point of view, but um, it's in general... Um, the challenge of people understanding technology and uh, the technology and really being informed uh, about it. Um, so, yeah, very interesting, very diverse uh, fields, and uh, um, sometimes opens up a lot of lot of discussions and 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 and, and good discussions and questions um, around these uh, new developments. Yeah, of course. I mean, I, I, a lot of people are scared. I mean, I I remember. Before I came to, uh, before I moved to to the Netherlands, they were they were doing the same kind of stuff in the UK. They were burning down towers, um, these five G these five G towers five G towers because of conspiracy theories like um, it's bad for your brain and it's bad. F- it makes you actually live a lot less uh, younger. So that there's a lot of conspiracy uh, uh, theories that go around this, but I honestly don't think there's anything. 
I think if there was anything wrong with with 5G or 4G or 3G, we would have seen it already. I, I, I certainly agree with you there, Wade. And I think um, one of the things that you need to consider, rather look at other fields, um, which we are screwing up our health. Um, just by the things that we consume, alcohol, cigarettes, um, uh, the quality of water, um, fizzy drinks, energy drinks, uh, all the the processed food that we're consuming. I think we should rather focus our attention to that than than being worried about, um, you know, 3G, 4G and 5G. So it's just a matter of... um, uh, education, uh, I think, on the one side as well, uh, but also um, people perhaps um, uh, generating and channeling their energy towards things that uh, perhaps uh, has a larger impact. Uh, for instance, uh, uh, challenges um, uh, about uh, eating disorders and those type of things, which I think has quite a larger impact. Um, on, on 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 people's health, but yeah, it's it's for the for their own, and um, a lot of uh, yeah, people have their own opinions and views of certain things, um, and you can have an open debate about this and a good healthy open debate on it. But the point is, you need to be factual, and that yeah. I think is a, a very important aspect. No, absolutely. Um- are you are you a very uh, athletic person? Do you enjoy working out, keeping in fit, in, in, in shape? Because you've mentioned, you know, eating disorders and all of that. Is there something that that interests you? Yeah, it, it certainly does. Um, I, I I I try to stay fit. Um, I try to go to the gym you know, five six o'clock in the morning, and uh, I think it stems from my youth where I was uh, very sporty I uh, did athletics I played rugby um, and I played volleyball I did uh, quite a number of sports and as a result uh, I think that discipline continued uh, through my adult life and I'm also of the opinion of uh, you know healthy body healthy mind and being able to to get out there hour hour and a half every morning uh, before your day starts, uh, gives you the opportunity to clear your mind and, and focus on something else um, instead of just the hustle and bustle and the stress of, of, of daily life. Um, so I, I think it's important. Uh, I try to live to that discipline. It is not a chore to me. Um, I believe for a lot of people, um, getting up and go for a run, it can be a chore, but uh, it's just a matter of making it, you know, including it in your lifestyle, making it part of your life. And uh, I I am lucky as well. I think, um, it, well, it looks like my daughter is following that suit as well, um, um, following in the path of just keeping a balanced life and uh, and keeping your, keeping the body going. One, I, I always believe that, you know, I would like to, when I, as I grow older, being able to, uh, uh, to move on my own steam, um, being able to be very mobile until very late in my life. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. Um, so in that aspect, I'm, I'm trying to, to, you know, look after my body as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still very active um, to answer your question, and um, I actually enjoy it. No, I, th- I think I mean I've, I've obviously I've, I've met your daughter countless on countless oh. occasions, and uh, 
She is. She's a very athletic person. Um, I, I, I've, I could never see, uh, I could never see uh, Shantae to be uh, of the other, which is having an eating disorder. I don't think you could see that either, because she's a, she's a very <laughs> athletic person. She is a healthy eater. I must admit, she 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 she's a good eater. <laughs> well, that's good. I think next time, is I think I've almost got all your family on, so I'm just going to see if I can get your wife on at a later point and see if she's willing to come on our show sometime in the future. And uh, yeah, then we've got the whole family on on the show. But I think you you've you've got a very uh, a very interesting. Uh, family i mean very clever very clever uh, um you have a very clever daughter i've met your wife she's a very lovely lady and um yeah you've got uh, you've got quite a lot uh, quite a lot to be to be happy and proud of marius oh, thanks so much appreciate it and of course you also work you also work for us and you help us here at amsterdam lab uh but yeah I, I really enjoy this um if you look at technology the field is so 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 big um uh, if you if you look at technology in general and this is of course uh, something new to me um therefore i'm enjoying getting involved in this project um because i'm also learning out in the process and um, i'm a firm believer of uh, you're never too old to learn mm -hmm. um so that's that's one of the aspects that has drawn me to this project um to 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 learn this part of the technology stack, if I can call it, uh, it it's, and and I can already see how one can uh, incorporate things like artificial intelligence and machine learning into into this area. Um, uh, so yeah, um, all in a day's work, as they say. Yeah, absolutely, and I think you know, there's stuff that I didn't didn't know that you've taught me, and the stuff that you didn't know that I've that I've taught you. So yep. it's very interesting. I've, I've got a very interesting bunch of people that, that work for me. Um, I'm just trying to think who else we've got Thomas, our cameraman, but he's busy on a, on a shoot at the moment. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with who, with, with, uh, what, with, uh, what we've got at the moment, by the way, um, I, I did mention, uh, yesterday on the show and, uh, a lot of people keep asking me for a, uh, a somehow link that people can listen to the show live. Can we do something like this for, can we do something? Can we please our listeners, our podcasters? Because you see, the thing is, it takes away the whole concept of a podcast. But, you know, there are some people who, who do listen to the podcast and still think and feel like it is a radio show. So they still want mm. the added... The feeling of being able to listen to me live. So do you think we can somehow do this? Yeah, yeah certainly we, we can implement something like that. I think uh, perhaps uh, the question to you will be that do we just do as an audio or do we also have a video feed uh, so that the audience can see you? Um, it sounds to me at this point in time that it's most probably just want to have an audio feed mm. but yeah certainly that 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 can be done um that's not too difficult to uh, to implement oh you see you see you see ladies and gentlemen it's we'll we'll get it done we'll get it sorted there's lots of things that we are experimenting with here at, at amsterdam lab and by the way if you didn't know and i don't think i've actually ever told anyone about amsterdam lab and what it actually means so 
Amsterdam. We're located in Amsterdam. We're, we're actually located here at um, Amsterdam Arena. And where lab comes into effect, well, think of, a labo- think of a laboratory and what happens in a laboratory. You create stuff and you experiment with, you experiment with stuff, and that's exactly what we are doing at the moment. We are experimenting with lots of things here at Amsterdam Lab, and we are creating lots of things here. We're creating podcasts, we're creating content, and um, we are uh, we are looking at hopefully very soon because we want to make sure that uh, the formula is correct before we can move on to chapter two. But once we've got the formula correct, we are looking at uh, opening the the floor to some potential podcasters. And there are a lot of people who I'm sure would love to tell a story on anything. Um, I mean, I even suggest that maybe our guest last night, Lindsay, can can have a show. I mean, I think that would be very interesting to listen to. Don't you think, Marius? No, I absolutely agree with you there. I just wanted to comment on that um, um, uh, because I was busy uploading the the video um, onto our Facebook page of, oh, of the Skype interview with Lindsay last night. Uh, when I just uh, got the message from from Natasha that hey, Wayne wants to talk to you, <laughs> so uh, I, I missed some of the the discussions uh, with Natasha that you had with her earlier on. Um, and then I just I was just hearing half of it, and uh, she sounds very passionate as well about uh, the subject that you that you covered with her. Um, uh, so I agree with you uh, to have Lindsay as uh, on the show with her own show could be uh, quite an interesting um, uh, show in that sense. And and it's very it's relevant. It is relevant for our times. It is um, um, uh, very important. Um, I myself have one daughter, only the one daughter. So I'm living in a house uh, full of women, and even <laughs> the two cats are also also uh, <laughs> of the woman kind. Um, so I'm completely outnumbered uh, at home uh, with the number of women that I have around me. You, and and as as you rightly say, it is a very rele- a relevant uh, topic. Did you have this? Did you have a say in the matter with the two cats? Unfortunately, not. You see, I, I was outvoted. You see, that's you see, you're, yeah, exactly. You're, you're outnumbered, Marius. I mean, soon, soon people are going to say your wife wears the pants in the family. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not go down that road. <laughs> no, I, I, look, I think um, I think it, it'll be a very uh, very interesting show if we if if she wanted to to come onto the uh, onto Amsterdam Lab and. Uh, yeah, let, let's see. I mean, we like I say, we we want to make sure that the formula is correct first before we open up the the stage to um, um, uh, other podcasters. But I think you know, once we do, I'm sure the podcasters that we do have and will have are going to be very interesting, very inspirational. So I'm looking forward to it. But uh, baby steps, and who knows, maybe by. Maybe by next month or end of next month, we can maybe start to think of that about doing that. But I, I think so. I mean, I'm even willing to give you a show because I think your show will do really well as well. I, I, I agree with you in the in the baby steps um, uh, situation. I th- and, and as I mentioned to you the other night, 
the idea is to get everything ready and right uh, and the processes in place um, that when you get into the studio in the evenings that it is just switching on um, the, the voice mixer and switching on the laptop and everything is going instead of fiddling around, plugging this in, uh, connecting mm-hmm. this. It is uh, trying to get that environment ready to go um, at, at a moment's notice. Um, and, and that's where to, towards where we want to move uh, from a technology point of view to get that right. Um, and um, also have uh, a backup plan in because yeah, sort of most of the interviews we do via Skype and yes, technology will sometimes fail and therefore we need to make sure that we have a backup plan in place uh, that we can switch over to another format or another medium um, should we have troubles uh, with a specific technology. So baby steps, uh, we want to get there but um, uh, I think we have uh, made uh, quite uh, uh, good strides uh, towards uh, towards our goal. Mm. What's your plan B? Um, yes, indeed. Um, I was just, I was just, ha- I was just reading a message now that Natasha has said, um, and uh, she said uh, she has the exact opposite. Every living thing in her house is male, apart from her. So, you see, you've got you've got your side which is all female. You've got Natasha's side which is all male, and then I'm in the middle of this. I don't don't have anything. Yeah, really, really a diversified bunch. What exactly? What a diversified bunch we are. But actually we are, I'm trying to think, how many many members do we have? So we've got Natasha, we've got you, we've got Thomas uh, on board, who's our cameraman. And um, we've also actually got Shantae, who also does a little bit of uh, work on our on our social media sites, which I'm very impressed with the work she's doing. Uh, I've, and I can't give her enough kudos to the work that she does. Some of the work, you, it, it's, you know, she, I asked her the other day when she was at the studio, I said, isn't it, you know, isn't it difficult? Because, you know, she puts those, those little animation videos of who the guest is going to be in the evening. And she said, no, it's actually very easy. It takes me five minutes. But, you know, st- stuff like this that I think takes the whole day to make, for her it takes five minutes. And it does, it, it sends a very uh, a great message across to well, everyone, not just our guests, but everyone, because it shows that, you know, we are a creative bunch of people here. And I, I as I say, I cannot give you enough kudos to, to the work that she does. Oh, thanks. Uh, I have to be honest with you in that sense is that um, creating it electronically is, is, is not a big challenge, but the challenge comes into when you have to have a creative eye to understand the color dimensions, to understand the size dimensions mm-hmm. of how to position a specific photo within a specific background with a specific type of font. Um, so from that point of view, you need to have just that extra, I, I, I don't know, extra capability or extra sense or, or uh, to be able just to see things in perspective um, that makes it look nice. Um, for me, being in, in the tech industry, I'm, and I'm getting quite a lot of trouble for that at home, um, I am a black doing, or white. 
I'm a black or white person, you know, so I'd right. say one or a zero, it's an on or off. Um, <laughs> so for me, it's not a very lot of gray areas. Right, okay. Um, so I get a lot of trouble for that in, at home because uh, um, uh, now brings in the creativity side of that and being able to have an eye for uh, positioning these things uh, in the right format or in the right proportions uh, so, that it, so, that it looks, so it looks nice. Um, so, yeah, quite, quite interesting discussions that, that we have sometimes at home. Yeah, no, of course, and you know, I, I, I've said this before, but you, you, you've, you've got a very creative and talented uh, family. So, well done for you know having this family uh, with you. Very good. Okay, uh, Marius, very quickly, um, how are we looking for um, on the tech side? Everything's still working on our websites. Every, every, every people can still access our websites. Everything's still working functionally. Yes, uh, everything is still operational. Um, we had uh, a bit of a challenge with uh, international emails uh, with some of the international domains. Yeah, we're working on that. Um, but it was unfortunately um, not under our control. It was uh, the email <laughs> server of our hosting provider. Mm. Um, they're looking into that. Um, but apart from that, everything is uh still operational of course a lot of changes still to be made especially mm. on the website um, as our content grow we need to make uh, changes on the website and yeah. uh, uh, make it better as well but uh, from a technology point of view we are good, we're good to go yeah perfect and you see this is music to my ears this is what we well this is what i like to hear and, and not just everyone but most importantly this is what i like to hear as the as the head of the company this is what i like to hear it's uh yeah Obviously, you know, it's a new company, so you are going to have these these little annoying headaches. But, you know, as we as we discover them, we deal with them. So, yeah, this is this is this is good news for me. OK, Marius, thank you for joining us on the on the line this evening. I, I think um, our, our listeners got a bit of a better insight of to who you are and what you like and what interests you and that you are actually outnumbered in your family and that uh, you got into trouble the other day at your house. So yeah, I think our, our listeners are, are well educated now on who you are because I've always, I've, I've always just given you guys a title. So like Natasha was always the producer of the show. They never knew who she was. You're just the tech guy. But now people know who both of you are. So you're, you know, you're a a core of Amsterdam Lab because your job is to make sure that we are still streaming and uh, Natasha's job is to make sure that I am sounding relevant and then that I I am not sounding you know like a typical radio DJ and I'm not creating conspiracy theories and all of that so no it's good everyone's keeping me in line and everyone everyone's doing their job correctly so I'm very uh, thrilled on this. So thank you very I'm much. Glad you, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned conspiracy theories because uh, you'll get a lot of trouble with Natasha for that. Yeah. So I'm glad you're still remembering that. Yeah, no, she, <laughs> she doesn't like conspiracy, conspiracy theories. So no, That's a great, great pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Wade. Cool. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. That's Morris. He's our tech guy. He basically makes sure that everything here at the station is working as 
properly as it should be. Obviously, as I said, um, in regards to Facebook, that's not anything that hasn't got anything to do with Morris. I just don't think Facebook really likes it when people stream on this on their on their uh, on their platform. So I think it's just it's got to do with Facebook. It's not our side because, as you can hear, everything comes out clearly. So when I talk to guests on the phone via Skype, it comes out clearly. When you hear the podcast, it comes out crystal clear. So I, I honestly don't think it's us. I just think it's just Facebook. They just don't like it when uh, when people do this kind of stuff that we want to do. But we're working on it. There's many things, as I said. This is Amsterdam Lab, and it, it's in our name, Amsterdam Lab. So a, labo- a laboratory is where you create and experiment with stuff. And that's just exactly what we're doing here. We are creating lots of different content. We are experimenting with a lot of things. So there are going to be times where you're going to not be used to normal a normal uh, show because we're experimenting with some stuff. But you know, this is this is uh, this is what it's all about. When you start something new, you learn and you experiment and you get to know who you are who you are talking to. But I'm very pleased to to know that uh, a lot of people are listening to our podcasts and are enjoying what we are, are doing and talking about and interviewing. I mean, a lot of people enjoyed yesterday's guests, which was Lindsay, and a lot of people enjoyed the Betty Marie guest. And uh, my, my my good friend who lives in London, uh, who ironically also went to school with Shantae. They went to the same high school. So, yeah, she enjoyed that interview, and she actually made a joke and said she actually learned a lot. She actually learned a little bit more about Shantae than she did when she was in high school. So, there you go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think uh, this is where we'll end things for tonight. It's Friday, so we're gonna have a a early end to the show. I will be back on Monday at eight o'clock. We've got a jam packed week for you lots of important interesting people that i'm going to be talking to and i'm very much looking forward to having these people on the show uh everything from a american expat that lives here that's going to be talking to us talking to us about what it's like to have moved to the netherlands uh who else we've got a gamer girl who's going to be talking to us about gaming and what it's like to be a female in a male-dominated society, in a male-dominated world and environments and all of that. So lots of interesting stuff to uh, indulge you and whet your appetite with here on Amsterdam Lab. All right, everybody, have a very good weekend and um, we will talk on Monday.